Thank you, Pastor Bonnie. Hello, church. Boy, this is certainly different, isn't it? What if, hey, I don't even want to go there. As the coronavirus dominates the news, I have to be honest, at times, the what ifs dominate my mind. As extreme actions have been taken by the government to slow down and to contain the spread of this virus, I confess there are moments when I have to take action to slow down and contain the what-ifs in my mind. Unfortunately, it's affecting the way we think and live. Just Thursday morning, I went to ShopRite. It was a little after six, and the parking lot was already crowded, and I thought I was going to have to wait in line. I go in, get a couple bran muffins, get some Gatorade, and I saw a checkout that didn't have a line. I got right into it. The lady in front of me was just finishing up, and... Uh, she was starting to check me out, and all of a sudden, a man came in behind me, and, and the cashier says to the man, I'm sorry, sir, this line is for only those 60 and older. I paused for a moment. He left, and I looked at the cashier, and I said, how come you didn't say that to me? And she says, because I thought you could pass. And I thought to myself, you thought I could pass? And then politely, I, I just said to her, Ma'am, I have 34 more days until I turn 60. And she just gave me a smile. I'm so grateful that at times like these, we can draw counsel from God's word as to how we should respond to the current situation at hand. My question this morning is this. As Christians, what should we personally do about this current crisis that we find ourselves in. First, let me say that we have to exercise caution and care. When Satan tempted Jesus to jump off the temple, Jesus responded by quoting Deuteronomy 6.16. Do not put the Lord your God to test. To force God's hand by doing something foolish is to tempt and to test God. In his book, The Gospel of Luke, G. Campbell Morgan writes this, The moment we do something to prove God, we are proving that we are not sure of God. Trust never employs tricks to find out whether the one trusted is trustworthy. Think about that. That's pretty profound. It's one thing to take a bold step of faith in obedience to God. And it's another thing to initiate the same action on our own for our own selfish gain. When Israel came to Kadesh Barnea in Numbers chapter 13, God had already given them the land. All they had to do was go in and take possession of it. When they sent the 12 spies in and they came back, it was only two spies, Joshua and Caleb, who insisted that they should obey God and boldly enter the land of Cana. Doing it would have been an act of faith because God told them to do it and had promised to be with them. It was an act of unbelief when the nation decided not to trust God and not to do what he told them to do. But as you read on further, 
the same action became presumption, not faith. Let me explain. If, if you remember the story, Moses told the Israelites that the ten spies who gave the evil report, the Lord sent a plague and they were killed off. The next day, the Israelites repented. It says early the next morning, they went up towards the high hill country. We have sinned, they said. We will go up to the place the Lord promised. But Moses says, why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Yet we see they tried to do it on their own initiative. And we read in verse 44 of Numbers 14. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up towards the high hill country. Though neither Moses nor the ark of the Lord's covenant moved from the camp. And let me just tell you, it was disastrous. What is my point? In the absence of a divine command to do otherwise, we must simply act with caution and care. We do not want to act presumptuous. Presumptuous is driven by subtle pride. Faith acts in humble obedience. What are some, some of the practical things that we can do with this current pandemic? Well, doctors and governmental authorities are providing some guidelines. First, as you all know, we should all be more diligent than ever about washing our hands and using sanitizers. That's if you can find some. Speaking of hands, somebody sent me, sent me this the other day and I just had to laugh. In 2018, the pastor didn't shake my hand. I'm leaving the church. In 2020, the pastor shook my hand. I'm leaving the church. Man, we, we are in different day and age, aren't we? Hey, remember when you cough and sneeze, do it into your elbow. Also, we hear a lot about social distancing how we're to keep three to six feet apart from each other. And now we cannot go into local establishments and restaurants. Boy, on Monday, it was so surreal. I, I stopped into Starbucks and it was grab and go only. And all the chairs were turned upside down on the tables that were normally filled with people talking that hour in the morning. And I went in, I said, man, am, am I even living in America? Avoid touching your face. I never realized how much I touch my face until I was told that we should avoid touching our face. And if we get flu-like symptoms, make sure you consult your doctor immediately. There are just a few, some practical suggestions that we can do as we move with caution and care. But I just want to share two extremes that we should avoid. Number one, pride or presumption. That just because we're the king's kid, that we think that we're not going to have any part of this. Belonging to God does not exempt you from the human experience. Yes, God is with us. He will take care of us. We need to trust him and we need to obey him. But may I remind you, we still live in our mortal bodies. I don't know about you, but... 
I'm looking forward to one day being clothed in my new glorified body. And when I'm clothed in my new glorified body, the person at the cashier's checkout will tell me, I'm sorry, sir, this is for those 60 and and over. In the meantime, we do some groaning along with the rest of creation. The other extreme that we should make sure we avoid is panic. God has not given us the spirit of fear. The fruit of the spirit is not fear, but it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you feel yourself becoming anxious, go to passages like Psalms 27, 1 through 5, and listen to David's confidence. Psalms 91 has been a great help to me. And let the Holy Spirit bring assurance and comfort to your heart. You know, we don't have to react like the world reacts. I think of the series that we did in December of this past year, God with us. We need to look to him as our source and we will be fine. Which leads me to my next point, along with exercising caution and care, we need to seek the Lord. Every crisis is a call to seek God. Sometimes events happen, well, as a wake-up call. I'll never forget Wednesday, January 16th, 1991. It was a Wednesday right before Wednesday night Bible study. We were getting dinner, and all of a sudden on the news, President Bush came out with Americas at War as they were going to, uh, Desert Storm was going to start. I remember church having three times the amount of people that Wednesday night. And who will ever forget the Wednesday after 9-11 when churches all over were filled as people gathered to pray. Israel is God's chosen people. But at times in their history, they would become very slack in their service and devotion to him. They would just assume God's goodness and even went and delved into idolatry. Rather than immediately wiping them out for their disobedience, God God would send enough trouble to get their attention. I don't know if you realize uh, Jewish history, but before Jerusalem was captured by the Babylonians in 586 B.C., there were other attacks that should have served as warnings. Eleven years earlier, Jerusalem was attacked and King Jehoiachin was taken captive. Eight years prior to that, Babylon attacked and took away captives. That's when Daniel was a part of that captivity. Between those events were opportunities to repent But God gave enough crises to get their attention, to give them the opportunity to seek him, to get things right. But Israel failed to seize those opportunities. Let us take and not seize this opportunity, but let us seek his face. 
You have often heard me speak about the promise that God gave to us in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. In fact, through the airwaves, I hear some of you repeating them right now. I can see some of your mouths moving, moving and memorizing and quoting that verse, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. But would you stop for a moment? Because to get a better sense of the context of that verse, you really need to read the preceding verse when it says, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send a plague among the people. Now you can begin quoting it. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their lands. But did you notice what the passage began with? It began when they were in a situation when trouble has come, when there's no rain, when the locusts devour the crops, when a plague is sent among the people. During troubled times, what is the response that God is looking for? He's looking for people to humble themselves. In a crisis, we should be humbling ourselves, not boasting in our self-sufficiency. This pandemic should remind us all of our mortality and our need for God. Secondly, we must pray. Hey, here's a, another script for the what-ifs. It comes from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious. Do not worry about anything but in everything with prayer and supplications with thanksgiving have you been thanking him for this time let your request be made known to God and the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus our Lord I trust that we're doing more than just putting on gloves and masks and washing our hands during this season I trust that we are seeking the Lord for his solution. We need his wisdom. We need his guidance. We need his power to work on our behalf. He can turn this for a furtherance of the gospel. I pray that as fast as this coronavirus has spread, I pray that the gospel of Jesus Christ would spread even quicker. We must seek his face. Not only should we be asking God what we need or telling God what we need or what we want, we must be seeking a right relationship with him. We should submit ourselves to him and pursue his will. And as we seek his face, obviously, we need to turn from our wicked ways. Notice the verse says, Then I will hear from heaven. And forgive their sins. And will heal their land. I believe God can heal a land of viruses. Don't you? The danger is 
that we look at the coronavirus with purely humanistic eyes. And certainly we should pray for those who are suffering with the disease. And we should pray for family members who have lost loved ones during this time. But we must not think purely humanistic terms. We cannot leave God out of this picture. I believe he can heal this land of this virus. Exercise caution and care. Seek the Lord. And last, we should trust in the Lord. Can I give you another script for the what ifs? I know it from the King James. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Aren't you glad that Jehovah is our everlasting strength in these critical hours? Of course, we are surrounded by God's providential care. And another script that I remind myself for the what ifs is Romans 8.28. And we know that God will work all things together for good. He is able to work all things together for good. He is able to redeem the situation and turn it to his great purpose. As a staff, we've been reading R.T. Kendall's book, It Was Meant for Good. It's a story of the life of Joseph. And some of you, I'm sure, know the life of Joseph so well. But remember, it was a terrible thing what Joseph's brothers did to him. Their intent was evil. The suffering that Joseph experienced, it was real. But God redeemed even that and worked his purpose for salvation. In the end, Joseph said to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish now what is being done, the saving of many lives. God is always about seeking to save that which is lost. We trust God for protection and for ourselves and for our loved ones. But we also have to pray for God's mercy on the lost. He's not willing that any should perish. And I believe it's during this time that people are turning to the Lord as their source of comfort and strength. If a crisis causes people to turn to God and receive eternal life. Something very good has come out of it. What a joy it was on, on Friday afternoon to, to pray with our, our executive director, Doug Clay, in that prayer meeting that I saw some of you join in on. And, and I loved how Doug Clay interspersed between the prayers an opportunity for people to receive Christ. May we pray that people come to Christ during this time. We seek the Lord for his mercy. Protection and healing. And at the same time we know. That the most important issue for everyone. Is where are they going to spend eternity. During this time. May we pray that people turn to Christ. As their personal savior and Lord. 
You know, it was only a couple weeks ago that we took two weeks to take a look at Romans chapter 16, where Paul went through a list of everybody he remembered that's church in Rome. And as I was reviewing that list, it's interesting how he valued all those people. But right before he made that list, in Romans chapter 15, he made a prayer that I want to pray for you in closing. As Paul valued those people in Rome at the church, I want you to know, I value you. And the same prayer that Paul prayed, I want to pray for you during this time. This has been one of my go-to verses to slow down the what-ifs. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope and the power of the Holy Spirit. May God fill us all with hope during this time. And may we be people of joy and peace because our trust is in Him. And may we be a witness to those around us of how God sustains during this time. Hey, God bless you. I miss being with you. And I trust that it won't be long till we'll all be together once again in God's house. And I'll tell you what, that is going to be a glorious service. God bless you. See you next Sunday.